is up, everybody? It is Ollie and Frank here for another episode of Rick for Dirt, which should put us at episode 11. Um, we are here today in Flagstaff, Arizona for day two of the Overland Expo West event. Let me tell you, we are still thawing out from a 26 degree chilly night. Um, gotta yeah, say, gotta say, uh, all the work I've been putting into trying to get my stuff dialed in has been helping. Yeah. Um, but still, I got some. I got some room for improvement. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, I will say the the weather um, out here has pretty much thrown everything at us over the last two days. Yeah. Like wind, rain, hail, uh, frost this morning. Totally. Like, yep. Like it's been all over the board. Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautiful right now. <laughs> hey, I mean, we went from 110 or no 102 degrees. Yeah. Out in the desert on the way up here with the yeah. uh, KC 511 uh, Road to Expo. Yeah. Um, trip that we did with uh, Trail Recon. Um, but as much as I would love to talk about that, we did some fun stuff last week. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll like, I guess like, like we usually do, because we usually start at the end since we've did all this stuff. So we'll go back in the way, way back machine yep. and we'll go back to the beginning, um, of this episode anyway, and which is a couple of weeks ago Yeah. When we went so to Calico. Calico. Yep. Yep. Go for it. No, uh, went to Calico. Um, it was an event that Frank and I have been talking about doing where, now that we have a few of you guys listening to us, we thought it'd be cool to kind of throw an invitation out there and get people um, up and out and experience kind of the trail like we like to do. Right. So we were talking to our buddy, Matt, who runs MV Expeditions, and he's got a, he's got a great uh, Land Rover that he, he wheels around. And Matt, Matt does a lot of trips. He takes a lot of people out. He does a lot of things. And he offered to team up with us to make a little what we like to call an official unofficial rig for dirt mv expeditions right trail run right and he had mentioned wanting to do the doran trail which had a little bit of technicality to it actually a lot of technicality it was a little bit of everything there was a lot of rocks a little bit of everything yeah and so we said let's do it we put out an invite and i think we ended up with six rigs yep going out and let me tell you it was a fun and humbling experience for a lot of us uh people found weaknesses in their setups or (laughs) areas of their setups that they needed to improve Uh, my buddy eric realized he needed new axles or not axles but uh, drive shafts right right? drive shafts yeah yeah um so there was a lot of that there was a lot of learning and because a lot of these guys uh we'll do we'll do a lot of like normal trails like uh basic trails trails that take you to beautiful places but right. aren't very technical aren't very challenging yeah the barrier to entry is not necessarily high or like you said technical right it's just scenic and beautiful and covering ground yeah totally um but this one this one was one of those where we had one guy great guy cash he had he had like all trains that were like pretty much worn down yeah, they were, you, they were pretty flat, very slick almost. Pretty slick. And you suddenly realize, okay, that's what all those knobby things on your tires are for. You <laughs> all know? these lugs, they actually do they something. They do something. They do something. <laughs> um, no, but he had a great time. We got him through everything. But uh, but it was like things like that where it's like, okay, if I really want to go after it or start doing this stuff, there's certain minimum requirements right. for the rigs. You know, right. have good tires, have everything in order, make sure your suspension has clearance. Like, you know, just, just do that, that housekeeping. So that when you go do technical trails, you can enjoy it and have fun. Right. So one of one of the key things that came from that was uh, airing down. And a lot of us have uh, bead looks, but not bead locks. Right, right. It's the look of the bead lock, but it, without the functionality. Right. And I love my rims, but, uh, but still, there's a certain pressure that's a minimum that you can achieve before you lose your bead well yeah it just it's it's like a safety thing right like you don't want to peel the tire off the rim either and in and you know when you're doing an obstacle just because you're aired down yeah you're going to grip better but you're also going to grip better which means you can spin that tire right off the wheel right Right. if if your pressure is too low that bead has to hold on and so yeah i mean you definitely if you don't have a bead lock tire you you know you're not going to see six eight ten psi safely Heck, you know, even even I mean, getting close to that can be can be dangerous in the right conditions. Totally, I went down to, I ended up going down. So I've been like always playing around like 17, 16 psi. Right. And then this is the first time I'm like, you know what, uh, my you know, my my other friends who do a lot of wheeling have told me like, dude, 14, 12, you'll you'll be fine. Right. So I'm like, all right, screw it, let's go, let's go 12. And I want to say this, I want to I want to preface that with this because I know a lot of people 
sometimes or some people may take that to heart or we know what we're saying but there's also like other factors right it, it really depends on your tire as well the casing of the tire um how the that holds manufacturing up eric yeah. eric found out too right like his tire has a very specific purpose on his tires and so the casing is different the structure is different the structural integrity of the tire is different interesting so he actually could even go lower um than, than he had previously thought like even i think he went down to like 17 and it was still the casing was still way too hard to achieve any really you know significant grip on some of these obstacles yeah i mean i've i'm running uh i'm running the coopers like i had a lot of questions people asking me about tires so it's the it's the coopers they're the ssd pros um i've run i've run bf goodrich and yeah. really like those um and then i got into these through working at 511 we had a relationship with them i mean i feel lucky they've yeah. worked they worked great we were able to air down i was running at 12 and basically just crawling up everything a lot of people were burning a little bit of rubber yeah um trying to like just muscle up or throttle out through these things and i just kept it in like four low first gear and just let the jeep I, I let kate drive i mean i was just kind of like yeah i mean and that's and that's kind of what you want to do in a lot of situations right you kind of want you want the vehicle to do the work right that's kind of that's yeah. why you have you know these tires it's why you have these gears it's why you have the setup that you have is you shouldn't be i mean some obstacles do require you to do work but a lot of obstacles are just a matter of you letting the the transmission and the power plant do the work yeah not forcing it right like and if you get hung up kind of really like maybe kind of like we talked about in that one episode where it's like the camel trophy guys like right get out assess reassess really get figure it, it out yeah find your line, find, like it seems like the line is like one of the most important pieces because right. I think I thought a lot of like my success in doing this little trail, which wasn't like insane by any true crawler standards, but it was still a decent technical trail, was finding a decent line to where I had good contact right. uh, and would get flat as, as soon as possible. And that really comes with experience and kind of like starting to read the trail and knowing your rig, knowing what your footprint is on your rig, knowing where the pumpkin sits on your rig it's that right diq and yeah it's driver IQ. Yeah, yeah getting that driver iq is is really kind of like the more the more you go into it like the better you know you can you get you get confidence but you can also really you see the trail completely differently right right it's like uh like when i started doing uh, video editing i'll never see a movie the same way from now i now all i see are the edits right you see all the jump cuts and all yep. the different things right so this is the same thing once you learn your vehicle and you learn the lines the, the trail is going to open up for you in a whole different way well i mean we had just done moab together and right i would say i wouldn't even be half as close to like whatever amateur decency that i have right now yeah had it not been for that moab trip yeah, moab wheeling from with some hardcore dudes yeah completely out of my element yeah and totally green and it's like it was almost like trial by fire and uh and then coming to calico and doing that trail i'm not trying to be egotistical but i was just like oh okay it's cool right like, this is this is this is all manageable right and you know part of that is because honestly like we did much more difficult trails in calico i mean sorry in in bilhab You're we right. did way more so i mean coming to calico i i could see it just in you because again um i didn't drive this trail um because trekkie was not ready um oh she's is, ready now but we'll talk about that we'll talk about that in a minute yeah, yeah. so you know, um, so what we did was we rolled in, we staked out our camp spot, um, left Truckee. My wife was with me this time, which was awesome. It was a, it was a family trip. Well, I want to like, talk about that because we, we talked about the crawling. And a lot of our listeners aren't real crawlers. Right. But it's still fun. And I think a lot of us are going to start getting into it more and more. Um, but uh, the camaraderie and family aspect yeah. was huge. It was huge trip. in this trip. And, that, and I think that's ultimately where, where a lot of us, I mean, the driving is fun. The off-roading is fun. But, you know the other the other half of that fun takes place at camp right and takes place in the banter 100%. and the conversations and just kind of like the you know having fun with each other and getting to know each other you know even better and telling stories or as ollie likes to say telling lies telling lies dude <laughs> well the thing the thing that was unique for me is we had done moab and that was that was a lot yeah. of time and i'd been kind of like you know we we always joke about it how we uh burn the candle at both ends right that definitely gets in the way of family yeah, me, it does. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff I've been doing has been like you know either guy trips or just hangouts, where it's not quite a kids thing or right, whatnot. Right, right. Well, I said screw it this time, and I've been really missing out on the original plan for why I built this rig and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right, and that was to experience the outdoors and experience this like fun 
trail rides and you know crawling and whatever with the fam so i brought ashton and jackson my two boys with me and let me let me paint a picture you're at home and suddenly your eight-year-old starts screaming your five-year-old comes running through laughing hysterically and you go into the other room and you see your eight-year-old doubled over on the floor because he just got sucker punched in the balls like wow and, and it's like, and that's like a snapshot of like five seconds because the next five seconds is another whatever. And it's just nonstop all day. And you're screaming your head off. You're like, just stop fighting. Just be brothers. And I guess maybe that is just being brothers. I never had one. Um, but uh, but they're, they're like cats and dogs. They're just constantly fighting. And so my wife goes, are you going to have the patience to deal with them yeah. one-on-one? Oh, yeah. And there was part of me that was like, well, now that you say it, I, I am having my second <laughs> thoughts, but you know, we'll be good. I, I think we'll be good. I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold it together. Dude, we went. And as soon as we got out there, I wasn't holding anything together. These kids were entertaining themselves. They yeah, were occupying kind of amazing, themselves. Isn't it? They didn't hit each other. I don't think once Yeah. they were teaming up together to go explore, look at stuff, hang out. Like I'm like, it was like a relevant revelation yeah. of how life could be <laughs> right well i mean it's it's giving kids the space and the distraction right to to self occupy you know right? i saw the i saw the family from epic family road trip right and i became uh, acquainted with uh, peter jr and daniel the two boys uh, 17 and 15 and uh, i was asking them i'm like hey how how were you guys as kids growing up and they're like oh yeah you know we were good and well how's your relationship now oh it's freaking awesome right and i'm like yeah well, you know i told them about my story with the kids and, and whatnot and they're like yeah they're like my our dad likes to say like there's just too much to do to focus on each other right that's true and it's so true that's 100 percent true i mean yeah I, I look at that family and you got five people stuck in a jeep for the last four years right it's which is incredible which is incredible like a four-door jeep there's no extra room there are <laughs> three kids in the back seat yep. and, and, the, and the parents and basically in the right back and seat. now right now they're all grown they're basically grown and you've got three adults in the back seat i mean I don't know how they don't like go at each other, but it's because like you said, they, they've got plenty of other stuff to think about. I mean, as we get more of these opportunities to interact with people, I would love to bring them on the show one day. Like, yeah, that would be pretty cool awesome. Story. They have a really cool story and yeah. a really cool dynamic. And actually I was talking to their dad um, and he was telling me that, you know, the kids are now getting of age where they can drive. Yep. Right. And so they're thinking about getting now finally, and they're outgrowing the Jeep because they're all adult size. Right. right? Yeah. So he's like, you know, they're thinking about getting a, a, a second vehicle and dad wants to get a gladiator. And of course, the, yeah. you know, the son, 17 year old is like, yes. And dad's like, yeah, you're not driving it. Don't get too excited <laughs> That's a, well i mean not to get too far off track but right, it sounds right. like he's into adventure biking so yeah we'll see what, what we'll see what they do yeah we'll see what happens yeah it could be pretty awesome either way but um, the point of the story is get your children outdoors get your families outdoors it, it's it'll make your life easier seriously like it's you'll therapeutic have fun. yeah if you just give into the experience it's yeah. therapeutic like your focus gets shifted from the day-to-day grind granted on on the things that we do especially on the social side I sometimes feel disappointed in myself because I am on my phone still, like taking pictures, posting online. But at this point, given the amount of support that this rig has had and who it represents, I feel like I do have a duty and a service to like at least show what's happening and, and kind of, you know, promote. So it's part of the job description. But for most of you, like get out there, just go enjoy it. Leave your leave your electronics at home and yeah. have fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the same boat, right, where we have to like, kind of be pseudo connected even though you're not like even if i don't have service i'm shooting video you know we're doing other stuff for you know our own instagrams for the podcast and totally and whatnot so there definitely is that trade-off you know in doing something and doing a project like this where you you give up you know some of that just relaxation and and disconnecting right and i think you you see that a lot in these personalities and you know youtube stars like even like like brad right for example right he does a trail but he's you know he's shooting video right he's got a responsibility i mean he's working essentially for him it's working yeah there's there's few times where he gets to go out and just have fun right but when you see him often or when we're out on trail to do one of his uh trail videos it's work and he's he's a professional and oh yeah you can tell yeah um Granted, I, I like to know to know and joke with him and mess with him. <laughs> <laughs> he's 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 always a good sport about it. 
Yeah. So we had a, I mean, we had like, long story short, like we had a great time in Calico. I left Truckee. Shannon and I jumped in with Matt from NV Expeditions um, in his in his Land Rover. Yep. And uh, we did these awesome trails. It started out with just like this crazy cool ridge, which if you guys have seen um, the Rig for Dirt Instagram, I posted a clip of us kind of going into this ridge before we dropped into the first gatekeeper. And it's just, it was, it was a great crew of people. It was a great great vehicles a good range of experience i can't give matt uh enough credit for knowing the trails for guiding us on he's this such trip. a good steward oh and just, my gosh he's, dude what a great host like yeah he's helped, helped everyone get through it like yeah. if it wasn't for matt i mean i don't know like yeah matt like he his true colors shined in the sense that he's you know super smart on how, on, on, on how to like you know guide vehicles through these gatekeepers incredibly selfless and he's just a good dude. I'm super, you know, happy to to know him and, and call him a friend. Yeah, no doubt. So we ended up uh, doing the trail. Everyone got through. We got some epic photos. Oh it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, on the trail, we saw the worst case. Well, no, oh, actually, no. Not I wouldn't call case. it the worst case, but, but it was definitely a, like it's a it's horrible it's, case. It's possible, right? This is some, this is something that you have to be cognizant of, right, when you're driving, for sure, especially yeah. off road. Like so. What happened? He lost the. So it was a Jeep. It was a Jeep, yeah. It was a Jeep going down one of the more gnarly sections of the trail. Right. It was actually, I think, going through what I think Matt said the gatekeeper, the actual like bigger gatekeeper that we passed because it was blocked. Right. And the reason why it was blocked is due to this Jeep who had uh, broken its ball joint. Yeah, he'd blown out his ball joint. And, yeah. And so he couldn't go anywhere. It right. was stuck right there in the middle of the trail. And by the way, this trail is it's in a canyon. So you have walls on both sides. Yeah, you're not going left or right. You're not going you're left not or right. You're pulling over. He's, yeah, you can't go around him. He's dead center. And, and this poor guy had everything out on oh, one yeah. of the flat rocks next to him, just like all these parts and yeah, like just ripping apart his entire assembly, his hub. Yep. I'm like, damn, like yeah, that is was, not a fun day. Him and his buddy were there. I guess they were with a third Jeep who had already left to, to go, go to get, the auto parts yep. store and pick up the the repair parts because you're which, dealing with the press yeah like you got to press those out yeah the joints out and press them back in that's not a that's not a short job like i have this in my tool bag in the jeep that's not something you carry luckily it wasn't like brutally hot we offered them water and, sure. and anything yeah. else but it wasn't brutally hot so thankfully like the weather was still cooperating but they were out there for a good two hours before we even got to them right and they had gone you know on their way to get to the auto parts store to get the part come back they're waiting on their buddy and yeah they were going to do the work right there middle of the trail which you know my advice if it's possible and safe you know try and pull the vehicle to the side so that you don't block it for everybody else as much as possible as much yeah. as possible but i don't think these guys had that option like i don't think it, it seemed was, like where they were it was kind of like a bottleneck yeah and they were just they were screwed i mean it clearly i'm confident that there was no moving that jeep yeah it wasn't going to happen so yeah. we luckily there was a bypass um someone warned us uh, so a guy came up in a UTV and he was like, hey, just so you know, um, there's a guy broken down um, in this canyon. So you're not going to be able to get through. And which is good because we definitely were not going to be able to turn around. Right. Like if we got that far into the canyon, <laughs> you, can you imagine having to reverse no. through all that? No, like that it would have been. Yeah, it would have been utter chaos. Well, so. It would have been fun, but yeah, like, <laughs> it would have been a story. A people, yeah. It would have been a story. I think some <laughs> of the guys had just had just gotten through it. Right. Like, it was it was rough. Right. So we did that. Um we did we got we thought that was a pretty gnarly section we'd already gone through but matt was kind of kind of holding the best for last yeah in that those two waterfalls yep which were i mean wow like we were there for a good hour and a half just slowly getting everybody through just it. trying to get everyone up those waterfalls yeah and, and i know there's some people that frown upon like uh, stacking rocks to get through trails but you know really People like Frank hate stacking rocks. <laughs> not not in that way. But. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes that's the only way some of these rigs will be able to, like, you know, get through and move on. And I think we were pretty good about, like, kicking the rocks out. So this is this is my point of view, my perspective on this. Look, it's like, look, man, you can stack the rocks and get these Jeeps out of the way or you can have them or you can have that one Jeep sit there for 30 minutes struggling clogging sure. clogging up the trail you take your pick on which one you think is worse i would much rather get this person through this and moving on and let everyone else enjoy and kick the rocks over and yep. you know move them or whatever or then them sitting there for an hour damaging their truck clogging sure. up the trail yeah. and doing all this stuff so that, that's my perspective but you know we what? did stack some rocks for some for some of the guys to get them up after we but they all tried it First. Everybody tried it. Yeah, everybody, everybody tried, tried it a few yes. times, and and Matt was so patient. He let everyone just kind of get it out of their system. Yep. And then 
either admit like that well, and they you need, need a little it. help or and you need it that's how you yeah. get the driver iq or they right got through. Yeah. yeah and like you know we got eric through we got you know matt seriously if you get helped yeah you're not going to learn that, yeah like you said the driver iq you're not gonna you're not gonna increase it right you have to try it right and there's some things that you know or maybe beyond your capability like we talked about this in another in another episode where it's like you got to know your capabilities and your limits sure i'm not saying go full bore into that but i'm saying like you know if you think it's within your realm and you're expanding your driver IQ, try it. You have to. If yep. you don't, you know, you're never going to get that. You're never going to get there. You're not going to realize the true capabilities of your vehicle because I promise you, yeah. I promise you it's better than what you think. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the things that you think are scary are just scary because you've never tried them before. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. So you got to get out there and do it. And, and, you know, like runs like the one we had, the whole purpose of it was to create an environment where people could be beginners right intermediate or whatever advanced right have fun together but actually do something beyond just the flat washboard trail 100 percent. not that i have anything against those i mean i love those trails too because we go to epic epic locations but sometimes it's fun to just do a little technical you know, you know sometimes this is the way another perspective right <laughs> i don't want to get too re repeat myself too many times but you know sometimes these gatekeepers are they they keep other people from oh, going wait. further in sure right so you know you gotta so this is where the adventurous part kind of takes over right and you kind of want to push a little further in and kind of push into these areas that aren't necessarily readily accessible to everybody right, right. and the reward is usually pretty high if you can push through that so totally. yeah so back to this like trail where we were kind of like struggling and stacking rocks and doing all this stuff right. um you know at the after we had kind of spent some significant time there trying to maneuver taking pictures and watching everyone try we ended up uh, matt ended up having to reposition the land rover and we had to winch uh two guys right up up the uh up this like gatekeeper and it, and like i said it was actually pretty gnarly of course the pictures don't ever do it justice the pictures never do it justice never I mean, when you're in the driver's seat you are going like 90 degrees you're up. looking at sky you're looking yeah. at sky and, and then you look at the picture and you're like at a 20 degree angle. right it looks like you're at 20 degrees totally right. not um, so so matt was cool he flipped the land rover around and we started pulling line so to that point like a lot of people run winches and i see it all the time the line's loose or slack right, on the inside. Right. It's not pre-wound. We Look, talked about this in the last episode, yeah. Don't wait until you're on the trail to suddenly realize you should have you wound have, your... Like, tensioned like, it. Tensioned it properly. properly wound yeah. it, yeah. So, like, just do that. Go go to the park, find a tree, and just tension it. Yeah. It, it'll take you all of, like, 15 minutes or so. Right. And you'll be good to go for the next time you actually need that winch to work. Right, because we actually we came across it. that. Yeah, we actually came across yeah. that little bit of a snag, and so and it was just because... You know that needed to be done Anyways. luckily we had a way to solve it but yeah we we hooked up did all the proper yep. techniques that we had just learned from warren which was which was awesome we had just learned all these tips and all these things to do yep. we, we actually put those uh, into Moab, practice the, yeah the clinic yeah that was cool yeah we actually put those into practice and i had my gloves on right i have my big white gloves <laughs> <laughs> shut up when i'm wearing the gloves <laughs> you gotta respect the gloves <laughs> respect my authority i got a, i got a little happy and um a little power hungry with the gloves yeah and i was like look guys there can only be one chef in the kitchen right now right because this is this is we're having fun but this is potentially a dangerous situation right sure. so everyone has to be on point we got to take our time well one person needs to talk and that exactly often, often you get three different people trying to give three sets of instructions exactly. that might be similar but sound different and it's like and having three different well that's where shit happens yeah it's like having three different spotters right right you, you can't you just got to have one person running the show and so we, everyone kind of, Matt was was working his rig and the controls. I was looking on the ground, looking at the situation of both vehicles, making sure the line was correct, yep. making sure angles were correct. Um, and making you learned sure, a lot, right? What's that? You learned a lot for just I learned uh, a lot just from doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just from getting Being in there. Spotter. Yep. Yep. And so we, you know, we put our mat, you know, we, we anchored down the line or weighed down the line in case, you know, some kind of mishap happened or a snap or a break. Um, and then, you know, slowly but surely, you know, everything worked just to plan, right? He started running the line. Um, your friend Cash started giving it some gas and, and up and over. Yep. It was pretty cool. Yep. No, I mean, every, it, was, it was just a fun time. It man. was a fun time. I like the backstretch on the way back down from after doing all oh, that. Yeah. We were just awesome. mobbing, literally mobbing well, down. Well, the trail, like, for being, for being as technical as it was, it opens up into this kind of like, this is like a total mountain bike term, but it opens up into this flow trail yeah. where it's just like there's no, berms. It really flowed because yeah. we were just like kind of ass out, like, you yeah. know, through these corners. 
having a really it good was time. So much fun and so much fun because we've been doing like five, you mile, know, five, five miles an hour, an hour, hour. Yeah, for the whole like first half of the day. Yeah. So to be able to like actually get up into the thirties and just start like going into these berms and, and just mobbing down, like it was so much fun yeah. to watch these like tanks actually do some work. Like, you know, actually like just flow through this trail. It was, it was just, uh, you know, for as close as it was to home, like, yeah. you know, Calico is only a couple hours out of Orange yep, County. Yep. And for the type of trails you get to go on and the really cool locations, I mean, there's some beautiful spots out totally. there. Um, does, I feel like it doesn't really get its due. Yeah, Calico is super underrated. You see Calico and you're just like desert. And we've talked about this, so you listen to that episode, whatever, yeah. we won't get into it. But <laughs> when we got finally back to camp, we set up camp, we found a really nice spot that we could all kind of be together. Right. Um, got the fire going, kids were loving it. Um, and I would gotta say, that was one of the more fun experiences I've had around a campfire. It was my gut, like I was, I, I was literally sore. Oh, the next people morning. were my like crying. Were yeah, sore. yeah. I haven't had that much fun and laughed that hard in a while. And it the was the amount of stupidity and fun. <laughs> and me, me and Matt, not Matt Vanessa, but uh, uh, my buddy Matt Schultz. Yeah. Um, it was the first time we actually really got to hang out. Like we'd never. We'd always like gone to meetups or we yeah, help him in his dude. garage. But it's funny enough, and and over the year that I've known him, I've never gone on a trail with him. Yeah. And finally we got the chance. Well, no, I mean we've been to Silverado, but no, nothing like we've been, yeah, we've nothing hard. Few, right. But, but yeah, we this is our first time we got to do an overnight. An overnight with him, yeah. We were up until four thirty in the morning. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I've I hadn't been up that late on a camping trip in a while. I mean we went I think I turned in around one, one thirty and it was just so... I was just waiting for somebody to come shout at us. So much fun. And that, that's the nice thing about Calico, too, is the campsites aren't super close. Right. So you could be, like, a you know, pretty far down a canyon, and no one will hear we you. We were, like, 30 you. feet, 50 feet away from each yeah. other. Like, it was yeah, dec- it was decent. Decent was enough to where we didn't, like, bother, bother me with yeah. snoring or nothing. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and Matt, by the way, if you, you should follow him, his is 321 Adventure. 321 Adventure. 3.2.1.Adventure. Yeah, so check him out. He's a good friend of ours, you know. He actually was a lot of it. We talked about this too, how he was a lot of inspiration uh, when you first got Kate. Matt, there's a lot of ideas from Matt's that I stole. Yeah. Straight up. Including the steps. Which is interesting. <laughs> there was a lot of conversation about people stealing ideas or stealing setup concepts or whatnot. We and, did talk about that. You're right. And the reality is, is if it wasn't for the fact, and I wouldn't even call it stealing, but if it wasn't no. for the fact of people learning from each other and learning what worked for them and... Uh, and what worked for somebody else, like right. we wouldn't be where we're at right now with the level of sophistication and capability that these rigs have. Oh, 100%, right? And there's no stealing, in, in, no my, stealing. in my opinion, in, in when it comes to building an off-road rig. Like, it's like, look, let's there's all grow. Tons of ideas. Everyone's going to put their own flavor on it. Don't don't worry about, you know, seeing. If, if there's a good idea, take it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're here to have fun. And if this is going to help you have fun, leverage someone else's experience 100%. And, and do it, you know? Yep. So anyways, Calico was awesome. We got a chance to visit some of the famed places from episode one that right. are now that are now famous to us and our listeners, right? We went to Eddie World, Eddie which World. Was awesome. We took the group Changed shot. Changed some lives. Yeah, change some lives. We got to <laughs> score points in the urinals. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was great. Um, we had and since literally we had some, score points. It's a video game. Literally, we're not, it's a we're video not game. Saying like, yeah, you're scoring at the. Yeah, level. that's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's weird. Um, so, <laughs> so we did that. We took the group photo. We had some people that it was their first time to Eddie World, and they yep. were just like blown we away. We spent a decent chunk of change. Oh yeah, over there. Oh, and like I said in, in before, you know, if you want cheap gas, Eddie World's a place to go. Yeah, like it's there's the value prop. Totally come to this. Fun house of concessions. Yep, and get cheap gas while yeah, you're at it. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, Eric was just like in a, like a kid in a candy store. Like literally, he was just so blown away. Yeah, it's always always a good time with him. It was awesome. And, and then of course we got to hit um, Peggy Sue on the yeah, way out. Yeah, Peggy Sue's is a must. And everyone right. was kind of. It's funny. I love getting that look because it's the same look I gave my buddy Matt. A lot of I know a lot of Matt. I, I know. I was telling Shannon like, this. Matt, I go. <laughs> I've never known. <laughs> so many mats until now like I, there's probably a good eight or nine so I, when i say mat like everyone looks at me like i don't know which one man there's like nine of them if you want to be an overlander you have to be named matt or at least no five yeah so anyways <laughs> um yeah so my buddy matt frederick who is kind of like my yoda and we talked about him in yeah. the one we went to his wedding in yosemite yeah. he's the one that kind of said hey we do this annual calico thing and the first one we're gonna go to peggy Sue's, and i was like are you kidding me we're gonna go to that diner that dive and so that same look was on like Eric's face. Yeah. But these guys are so all about it. That oh, yeah. They're down for the yeah, adventure. It was like a flash. It was like a, a half a second of like, what? And then, okay, let's do it. Yep. 
They're like, I trust you. Let's go. And they were into it. Like, the food was amazing, as as usual. Yeah, it was awesome. Nobody got anything they didn't like. And, uh, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. So that that capped off that capped off um, the 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 Calico trip, and you know that was actually the last weekend that I had Truckee, right? Before so she went in before to get- before she went under the knife or under the wrench. <laughs> yeah, because you had so, like a few days, and then she had to go in to Rubble. Saturday. I had Saturday and Sunday that weekend. The next then, Monday morning. So like when we got back from Calico, let's talk about expectations expectations let's talk oh. about expectations okay so let me get into the schedule real quick versus expectations yes well we definitely need to touch on that so you know i we hightailed it back to orange county um unloaded the unloaded trucky washed trucky because i didn't want to drive it over to rebel super dirty and dusty that was nice of you. yeah because you know they nobody appreciate that yeah nobody no, no tech wants Any to get under a truck yeah, yeah no tech wants to get under a truck and have dirt raining in their eyes as they're loosening bolts and moving stuff around as so, much as you can as much as you can yeah. i always like to bring them a clean rig so i did um took it to the whale wash ho- pressure washed it did the whole nine yards and then like you said right expectation reality versus expectation right. and i'm going to tell you this right 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 now right now Whenever you're doing, I learned it the hard way because Ollie, Ollie told me this already, and I was like, "Yeah, but you know, I trust Rebel, and I do." And I, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. It how doesn't good matter. The shop is it literally does matter, not matter. Like every, and, I, and yeah. I was actually here's an interesting conversation. A side side note, which validates this. I was talking to Bond, the owner of of Rebel, um, when I went to go pick up the FJ Cruiser, and he told me we were talking about delays and stuff like that, and he told me that you know. Every vehicle is different. It doesn't matter if you're working on a JK and a JK and a JK. Every vehicle has its quirks. Something like Every, a bolt will snap. Something. Or something unexpected will happen. And yeah. that's what I told you. I said the unexpected always happens. And it's like you don't want to say it because you don't want to be like that guy who like curses the thing. But right. it's just. It's not even a curse. You got to manage your expectations going into any build. So you had a insane time frame that you had to get it done by yeah because i came in i jumped into this program kind of late like basically two months before expo i was like I, I said you know what i committed i'm gonna do it let's do the build it's happening now and so that meant that rebel basically the only slot they had open because they're busy i mean those guys build a ton of vehicles so they're busy they said look we can get you in the week before expo <laughs> like like and i was just like ooh. and we were leaving on monday leaving on monday to expo for the trail run yeah so so I get in there, and, and not only that, but this is also the second problem that I created for myself, which is I like I wanted to do something different. Well, when you do different, there's no playbook, right? Right. When you so You're I like, I up, want these parts with this setup exactly, yeah. exactly. What was, what was the Achilles heel that happened? Like what was well, it that the part? The one out? part that changed kind of the that was a chain reaction. Yeah, was the um the camber kinetic upper control arm. Okay. Um, and what ended, the reason for that is because. The arm is is so wide that um, it's a, it's wider than a standard tube upper control arm. So the standard mount for the reservoir that comes with the Kings doesn't um, have the clearance. Right. Right. So what we ended up what ended up happening after like different ways and refiguring and kind of moving it around and seeing how we could mount it maybe across the top. We actually thought about mounting it to the top of the shock mount because it's a safe space and you know and it's it's good. And then finally like. It, the, the most obvious solution came to mind, which often happens, like you don't think about it at first. We said, well, why don't we just cut the mount off? Like cut the whole bottom portion of the mount and weld it straight to the frame. Right. Right. And so that's what happened. And we created all the clearance that we needed that way. But we lost half a day. Yeah. You know, which and pushed out your departure time. Pushed out my departure time. We ended up having to do the body mount chop because we had moved the, 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 the position of the wheel back about a half inch. So... You know, that ended up pushing back the departure time. Um, long story short, I ended up having to go out on um, on Monday. Like, the, the truck was supposed to be done on Friday, but um, we couldn't get it done. And huge props to Lance, the tech that was working on it, because that dude, he stayed until, like, 11, 11.30 at night on Friday to get the welding done, to get the gussets done, to get the body mount chopped done, which wasn't planned, um, but had to be done as a result of the other modifications. So... We ended up doing all that and buttoning it up. So Monday was basically checking all the torque specs, making sure everything cycled, making sure there was ever all the clearance that we needed, and then getting it to alignment. Right. Right. So that was my whole first half of Monday. You, you guys were already if you, gone. If you didn't need to do alignment and, and your tires, you would have been on trail with us because they did yes. get it done in time. They did get it done in time, yeah. So it was just a matter of t- – if, if, if it was just a matter of checking torque spe- uh, settings and having everything gone over with a fine-tuned comb, I could have been out of Rebel probably by 10 a.m. 
Yeah. Um, but we had to go to the alignment shop. I had to get all that done. And then I had to go get tires yep. after that, which is another debacle, right? And this is where, like, I think, like, you know, what you're saying kind of rings true of once you once you go down the road of modifications, it's you trigger a chain reaction. Yeah. Right. Like you, once you modify one thing that has a, that has a cause and effect on another thing right. and so on and so on and so on. And so what ended up happening was we gusseted the spindle on the FJ cruiser for strength. Cause that's a known weak point. Right. And you know, when you have, when you upgrade suspension and you do all this stuff, right, you're, you're inherently going to go faster and probably go a little harder. Right. So we said, you know, the smart move, the preemptive strike is to gusset the spindle. So, you know, we did that. We got the total chaos, um, gusset kit welded it on well it cleared the factory tires and the factory wheels mm-hmm. but when i went the size up to the 285s they rubbed <laughs> and so we were like oh, i didn't find this out until we went to the tire place because right. the tires were there not at rebel so we were like oh you're kidding me so now my factory wheels that i really really like aren't going to work with these with these um these mud terrains that we're going right. to go on for this trip which props to america's tire because they were going to hook me up in these tires for this trip just to do it and it just didn't work and i was like oh so we're sitting there racking our brains figuring out how we're, it's late now it's like probably like five o'clock so i can't even go to a four-wheel part store and buy anything that i might need like a spacer or something sure. to push it out like that's all the options are basically gone i didn't hear the story so it's interesting. yeah all the options are basically gone at this point so if not by 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 their sheer commitment to get me on the road <laughs> and a stroke of luck so it turns out one of the one of the guys there uh lewis who again eternally grateful for him going above and beyond he had an fj cruiser and he had just uh got a set of wheels and a set of tires um the the ko2s that i'm on right now right and he said my wheels are zero offset like that's what he told me yep my factory wheels um are four and three quarter so he had enough offset to push the wheels out. And so he said, let's do this. Give me your wheels. I'll mount the mud terrains on your wheels and nice. put them on my FJ. And we'll take my wheels and my KO2s and put them on yours Sick. just so that you can go to Expo. That's and so I was, rad. Yeah. So we, we busted a move. He had three guys. I have video of it, which I'll share. He had three guys, three techs working on, on, on our two trucks. It was like a pit crew. It was amazing. That's awesome. And they went above and beyond. I mean, I can't thank them enough and be grateful enough for any. They had zero reason to do this, right? I don't. They don't owe me anything. I don't. I had just met these guys, and I, all I all I needed from them was tires. Yep. Right. And so, to for they for him to give me a set of wheels to run for the weekend is like I think I think it really speaks to the community as a whole. Yep. He went above and beyond. People get stoked who just are in to this stoke out. Yeah. To just like help each other. Just to help someone. Yep. Right. So. Props to America's Tire up in Huntington Beach, and you know, props to Lewis and his manager and his team. Those guys came through solidly for me to make this all possible. So that's my drama. <laughs> so just say all I'm going to say is the biggest mistake, you, the most stressful moment, or biggest mistake you can put yourself in is to is to back yourself into a hard deadline. Hard give yourself as much no time go. as possible. I would say if you think you need a week to do it, give yourself two. Dude, when we did the Icon suspension video, like. We didn't realize how much videotaping the install was going to offset the time. Yeah. And what we thought was a easy two days of taking our time and filming right. turned into four days of just stress. Yeah. And then, and, and especially in your case, like you don't want to just quote unquote shoot it. You, you're, We're you're producing a manual for yeah, people. Yeah. You're producing a, a product that you want to look good. So you can't rush it either. Right. Right. So yeah, man, I mean, again, wasn't trying to hate or anything was just trying to say like whatever you think it's going to take it's going to take a little bit longer yeah and like i said it wasn't even i I had like a great conversation with bond a great conversation with jacob over at rebel and like you know they all they're all veterans and this is kind of similar to what the 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 experience that you had with your um your gusset okay right how jacob told you and you were like the ball you mean uh the ball joint the ball joint sorry yeah and he was like and it's same thing jacob told me he's like Look, man, he kept telling me for weeks. He goes, just do this setup. He goes, plan for Monday, plan for Monday, plan for Monday. He goes, I'm going to try everything I can to get it Friday, but things will go wrong. Like things will. They know. Yeah, they know. They know exactly what they're doing. So, you know, it's exactly what happened. So So moral of the story, manage your expectations. (laughs) Go into your build with realistic, you know. Yes. 
know it's going to take more than ideas you think. of like what's what it's going to take and what what's going to happen and 100 percent. and don't try to get everything done the week before you have to live or leave on a massive eight-day trip yeah so what this ended up costing me was you guys left on monday yep. while i was still kind of like the best running day around. by the way i know i know i'm it just was. messing with you i've no, no it's I, all been fun it all it's all been fun <laughs> but you guys did diablo drop off which is what i really yeah, wanted to do it was it was cool but i think uh i think there's like just as gnarly stuff like you know locally yeah like, you'll be yeah yeah we'll go so, back to Doran with your FGL. so so you know let's let's pivot real quick to to your leaving and you're getting ready to go because you were gone on monday while i was still kind of doing all this mess yeah so while you were in your scrambling mode yeah i was taking a couple days of just meticulously packing and sorting through stuff and Man, I've, I had to take like ten bags with me because part of part of my goal for for the trail, at least, and the whole reason why five eleven was cool with me going was because I was doing a huge content grab. I was uh, we were shooting for like the next couple months worth of like emails and homepage banners and stuff like that for five eleven. So for me, there was a lot writing on on this trip. It wasn't just hanging out with the friends. It was actually a lot of work. Yeah. And we got a really talented photographer uh, who we used at the yeah. um, Tierra del Sol event with KC. Yeah. KC used them. And we decided we'd go half with KC and share uh, Ryan's cost so that we can get shots for both of us. And let me tell you, the stuff that I saw him pull out was just amazing. So I'm super stoked on the content we got. But yeah, my, my whole deal was I had to, I had to set up I had to set up all the gear that we were going to take to shoot. I had to uh, pull together a shot list and kind of review and coordinate with Ryan and uh, Randy from KC, and and then and then it was showtime. And then we, uh, I left uh, I left from Orange County to go to Ramona. Got there um, by 8 a.m., which was the time that we were all meeting. Uh, of course, Randy was late. Trying to find a jack in a box somewhere. Yeah, um, <laughs> hitting the drive-through last minute. <laughs> last bit of drive-through. Um, got everyone got together. So it was myself, uh, Jillian from Jillian Rebecca on Instagram. Yep. I'll just start going through the names. Brad, of course, from Trail Recon, who was leading the crew. Yep. It was uh, Rob from Venture the Wild. Yep. It was supposed to be you. Yeah. Um, we had Bill from Five Eleven, who was driving the Five Eleven Tacoma which was his first time coming out, which was really cool to see how he acclimated to everything and, you know, fell in love with it. You could see it in his eyes. Sure. Um, it's hard not to. Right. It was Nick uh, from Rome Adventure yeah. Company. Dude, solid. Jordan. Dude. It was Jordan from Lost Sasquatch. Yeah. Uh, so Jordan was driving a full-size Chevy. Nick, badass, Overland spec Raptor. Yeah. Um, Jillian Rebecca, by the way, was in a Tacoma. Myself, Brad, and Rob all in Jeeps. Yep. And then, like I said, Bill was in the Tacoma as well. So, solid, solid showing. Awesome crew and awesome rigs. Like awesome this rigs. Is, yeah. These are like a bunch of head turners rolling down the trail. Every time we like stopped and like looked at it, yeah. everything together, we're like, "Damn, that's a beautiful looking set of rigs." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of like a bunch of beauty queens, yeah, right? For in, sure. in, in, a, in a good way. Like they're about to get dirty. It's awesome. And you know, and then we got on we got on trail and we went, we went through Anza Borrego, and we won't disclose any actual locations to. Uh, for for you know, Jillian and Brad like they they want to keep some of these spots you know sure. Like, everyone kind of has their collection of favorite traveled, spots. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has their collection of favorite spots they build up, and you know that's one of the things. I mean, we do it. You know, we have our little kind of moments and secluded spots where we're like, this is my gem. This is the spot that I found that I want to keep coming back to. Right. So well, I mean, my, my dad always had a spot next to Hume Lake, even though we weren't actually exactly supposed to camp out by Hume Lake <laughs> but he had this one spot we go back to we never got messed with yeah it was right by the lake there was this abandoned boat that was always on shore there and we'd sit on that boat and we'd be catching bluegills and trout like all night right and it was our spot that's and awesome continues to go back so I totally understand and I think there's been this uh there's reaction to people sharing like GPS coordinates of all these little locations and I think it's not for the ones who are doing it right it's not it's not because of those guys. It's for all the ones who want to go out there and tear it up and leave beer cans and trash and whatnot. That's what yeah. we're kind of trying to avoid. So don't take it personally if somebody's not sharing their uh, their unique location or spot. Right, right. Just understand that if you're doing it right, you're going to end up with one of us at some point, and you're going to yeah. find it either through us You'll get or there. find your own 
or just Google it. I swear to God, a lot of these spots are from research that people have done. Right. Um, so, and sometimes the spots are just like sheer luck. Like when we, when I found my camping spot on the Bradshaw trail, you know why we found it? Because we were hungry, tired, and the sun was setting and we needed a spot stat. And so we decided to take a turn and then boom, epic camp spot. Yep. Like some of these are just, you know, <laughs> they're not like as, as like meticulous or as intentional as you may think they're right. just experience. I feel like, uh, one thing I, I feel like that happens is every time I do one of these major trips, I'm like swapping some major part out of the Jeep and this was yeah. no exception. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I was still cleaning up and wrapping up my rock lights that I had just installed. And then I got a big brake kit from uh, StopTech that I installed right before we left as well. Cause one of the biggest issues I've had with all the weight and being able to accelerate faster is you, you want to stop that weight and you want to stop fast too. Yeah, absolutely. And so I got a move out kit which increases my uh, rotor diameter. So I have a lot more surface area. So A, they run cooler because there's more surface area to disperse the heat and uh, they have a more aggressive pad. So altogether, my Jeep feels so much better than it did stock. And it uses the stock caliper. It's basically a big brake move out kit in, in general. It's basically yeah, what's yeah. called. So um, super happy with, with that improvement and um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, there's always that's awesome. So you guys had a good had a good trail run, um, grabbed a bunch of content. Yep. Um, you found a good camp spot, which you actually switched from where you guys were going to be planned. Because I remember I got a text from you saying, "Hey, by the way, if you're going to make it out tonight, we're not at the spot we said we were going to be." <laughs> so, luckily, I wasn't going anywhere that night because I was out. Like, I I got done so late by getting the tires on and the wheels on yep. that by the time I got home, it was almost seven o'clock. I still hadn't packed anything. Thankfully, if you guys checked my Instagram. Um, I actually, what I did, I've done, I did this a long time ago. Um, I taped out my footprint in the garage of my roof rack. Okay. So I have like mat, like a uh, duct tape that I use where it's all the dimensions of okay. the roof rack, and then I can stage all my gear. And same thing with the with the back of the FJ. Oh, that's cool. That's really interesting. So I can stage my gear, all my boxes. So everything I know where and everything goes. This is on the goes, floor of the garage. On the floor of the garage. So instead of having to like, like, hoof it up yes. there. Or move it up there and then have it not fit. And have it not fit. Right. You just do it on the ground. And exactly. Then I can lay out where my firewood's cool. going to go, where my bags are going to go, Fun my rotor fact. packs. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that I use to shave time off of my setup, you know, to go somewhere and plan properly, which actually worked out great because I didn't have the FJ for a week. Dude, that's a really good idea. Right? Nice. So the so it, in that regard, I was able to pack before I was even gone. That's before, cool. You know, so, so luckily... I came home. I finished packing in a couple hours um, as far as like buttoning stuff up yep. and making sure everything was good. Um, I had to learn how to use my S-Pod. <laughs> yeah. I've never touched nice. one before. <laughs> so so there was that. Um, and then um, I was out there probably until 11 o'clock at night putting on the decals on the doors because yep. like, there was so much to do. And so like it was, it was done. I went to bed um, and then next morning rolled out at 8 a.m. Yeah, you to met, meet you met you guys. up with us at 11. Yeah. Um, Actually, I was early. I should I was supposed to be there at 11. I showed up at 10:20, which was uh, awesome because you guys were already there. So I'm glad right. I was early because that would have been a good wait for you guys. That uh that day before though, a couple things that like stuck out on the trail. Yeah. Was uh was we went to these mud pits or not mud pits, mud caves. No, yeah, mud caves. Yeah, that's Dude, a really popular spot in Anza. What a sketchy and amazing like situation. Like yeah. on one hand, it's sketchy because this is like you just see like mud crumbling down around you, like yep. like these big bricks of like like just caked mud, yep, um, that have dried and like you know, and you realize that's that looks pretty fresh, and that that thing looks like it's a, at least a good 30, 40 pounds just dropping from the ceiling from like ten feet up, yeah, and so you're constantly walking through this thing, just seeing cracks everywhere, going, man, one good earthquake, like it's all coming, it's all, it's all coming, coming down. down. Yeah. But I imagine this thing's been. <laughs> like standing right. the test of time for a while oh, now. Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, it's well-traveled, but still, you just feel like, man, everything feels so brittle out there. Right. And it's amazing that, you know, it's still, like, intact. And it's really cool as you walk through it, there's these points where these, like, um, where you have these, like, uh, uh, holes in the ceiling of, like, the sun coming down. And, right. Um, and it's so cool. you like, got to experience it, We went from, yeah. like, 100 degrees to, like, a nice, like, 80 75 isn't like it amazing so so cozy like yeah. i'm like we could just camp out in here right um, wish you could yeah but yeah uh, it's it's an experience anza borrego is an experience like it's it's in our backyard and we yep. love that place so if you ever travel our way or you're from socal 
Anza Borrego is you could spend weeks out there. Yep. There's so much to explore. So many canyons, slot canyons, washes, caves. Wind tunnels. Wind tunnels. Like yep. I mean it's we saw some of those. Yeah, it's amazing. Got some great shots. It's one of my favorite yeah. places for sure. So so yeah, that was you guys had a good night, camped out. I saw you guys did some good night shots. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean good food, good drinks, good people. That's always like the key to success in my opinion. Yeah, opinion. absolutely. So let's fast forward to you meeting up with us at the gas station. Yep. And go from there. Take it away. Yeah, so I, I show up and I'm expecting to have like half an hour to myself. <laughs> I was gonna get my coffee, get my gas, and you guys are already there, which was awesome. So it was like it was super great um, to see everyone kind of set up. All the rigs were lined up at the gas station, which was incredible. That was the first time I'd seen all of them together. And it was I mean, it was just cool, like like we said earlier, to see all these amazing rigs just lined up. And there was already a crowd of people that were coming in and out of the gas stations that were just taking pictures, doing super slow drive-bys, hanging out the window, jaws dropped. It was it was really cool. And even me, like, it was one of those things where I walked by and I was supremely impressed. So, anyways, got there, gassed up, shook hands, said hey to everybody, met some new people, and then we you know proceeded to the Bradshaw Trail. Uh, we stopped at the Trestle Bridge. Um, to get some get some lunch, we did some we did some photo shoots there. We did it, you know. It was all like a ton of fun. So, you know, we aired down, did the journey. Um, I'll let Ollie kind of take it from there as far as like what went down. Uh, we were kind of going along the aqueduct, and um, you know, it's it's not a hard trail, but um, it's definitely has its its moments where it it kind of it kind of shakes things up a bit right so we you know we're going along the aqueduct on our way to the trestle yep. bridge and you know our i think at least from my time our first mechanical strikes and if it wasn't for rob dude rob with the eagle eye dude i was so blown away that he spotted that one yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> did you okay. guys hear that we just had a group of people come up okay so go, this is this is the joy Marco. this is the joy of doing a podcast at an event you know what, live here, we have some, you guys, uh, some introduce listeners yourself. yeah introduce yourselves uh mark with freedom overland chris with nomad overland Mark with Explore Overland. Yeah, these guys are our good friends. Uh, yeah, they've been hanging around. Uh, yes, five eleven and and Kate and uh, yesterday and today. They went to the KC tailgate party. And they love taking a piss out of uh, Frank over here. Yeah, so with the whole Marco Doppelganger. Yeah, so you guys issue. know. You guys know by now listening to the podcast. Like, All right, guys, the whole Marco take care, thing. have fun at the show. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. The whole Marco <laughs> thing. So I had a shirt made um, that says "Not the Marco," and we've been kind of just running that one strong. Like <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Overlanding jackasses is his shirt. That's so great. <laughs> That's a cool shirt. That is a cool shirt. Yeah. That's that kind of just that kind of sums us up right there. Nice. <laughs> so, anyways, you know, we're doing this trail and we're kind of along the aqueduct, going to the to the trestle bridge at, at the Bradshaw Trail, and our first disaster moment strikes, and you know, Rob saw this black part in the road, which again, eagle eye, because I wouldn't even have been known to look for it. Dude, I mean, there's so much. There's so much stuff on the trail that you see that you just don't even like register. And Rob spotted this, and I think because it was so shiny and black. Yeah, yeah. That uh, he just immediately uh, stopped, grabbed it, and. Yeah, and so we, he was on the radio. He's like, hey, did somebody lose this black plastic part? A few, uh, he called a it an, nozzle. Oil, an oil filler. Yeah. And we're like, what the heck's what? an oil filler? <laughs> and so we all pull over, all of us pop our hoods, and we start looking, and, you know, we finally found it. Found it's, it's, it was uh, it was on the 511 Tacoma, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, the whole filler assembly that connects to the manifold. Yeah, there's a tube. It sheared off from the manifold, right? Cleanly, and we're just standing there, and I'm 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 pulling out my high heat uh, JB weld, yeah, and ready to like just JB weld this thing into like you know the next you know universe, um, <laughs> and then Nick, who Rome Adventure. He's an engineer. Yeah. And he kind of, he just stood there looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. Kind of took a look at the... Diameter. The diameter. Look he at goes, the, this looks really familiar. He looked at the cap. He goes, yeah. hey, bring bring over the filler cap. So I go grab the filler cap and I give it to him and he starts twisting it onto this hole Yeah, that had a little lip and the lip had just enough of an edge to it that yep. it fully engaged. The threads and grabbed. And sealed. Yeah, it's sealed. Straight to the manifold. Straight to the manifold. I mean, it was luckily, I mean, and I guess maybe it's a testament to, to Toyota for engineer for having the foresight or the forethought to actually make the diameter the same i don't know i <laughs> just think it just happened luck. yeah it could have been i dumb think luck. that was just dumb stupid luck for sure <laughs> but but turns out um the filler cap will go straight into the manifold yeah <laughs> and, and so, uh 
And yeah, but crisis yeah, averted. Crisis totally averted. Uh, Bill was able to get back on the trail with us. There was a moment where it's like, all right, time for you to go to the dealership. You know, like right. that that question we were, came we up. We were questioning how what the what the easiest way to get out was. Yep. How we we're gonna get him back on the highway to get to the, to a dealership. Well, because that section of the Bradshaw Trail is just like straight up washboard for like miles and miles. And so. my my concern, I mean, it's not a pressurized part of the motor, so you're you know you're not the motor will run right, but you do run the risk of spilling oil and all over also place, yeah. and also contaminating oil. We right? got because so it's lucky super on all fronts. Yeah. Yeah, so we got super lucky. Luckily, none of that happened. Right. Uh, we proceeded to the trestle. We had a great lunch. Yep. Um, hung out in the shade, some rare shade in the desert. and Kind of cool having all the rigs spread out like that, really too, on like cool. that one stretch of road. And then from there, we just kind of did the rest of the Bradshaw Trail. I mean, I, I, I could drag it out, but there's really not much to tell other than we just did the rest of the Bradshaw Trail. And if you yep. haven't done it, you should. And if you haven't seen the bridge, you should, because that's scheduled to be taken down. Uh, I don't know when. Yeah, that's right. They're, I guess they, they already started disassembling oh, parts yeah. of the no, track. No, they've started. The, the the disassembly is probably like two miles out from the bridge now, um, and they're slowly making progress. Maybe one of those bombs will miss in that <laughs> yeah. bombing range that you drive yeah. next to, Yeah, and we'll just take it out. That's one of the cool things of the Bradshaw Trail, actually, is that you're actually driving on the very edge. The of, very edge. Like, the, the signs are right there. Yeah, the signs are on the side of the road. It says, do not cross live ordinance. Um, and so... You're driving on the very, very edge of the Chocolate Mountain uh, bombing range. Yep. So, you know, I've been lucky enough to see them dropping bombs at night um, and see the sky light up and see a jet come across and throw, you know, defensive flares. Like, it's amazing to see. So, I it's highly recommend. Sketch. It feels it's a little sketch. It feels a little sketch. Like, you just safe. think that one guy accidentally drops it a little too early or something. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> somewhere. Like, And we did, we did get a flyover. At the bridge, remember those two jets came right yeah, over us. They came yeah. in low and that hot. was awesome. That was pretty awesome. Yep. So, anyways, I highly recommend the Bradshaw Trail. Um, not a hard trail, but like anything, at speed all. kills. But um, yeah, speed definitely kills. That that it'll rattle your truck loose. That washboard will yeah. just shake your teeth out. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, fun trail. Do it. I recommend it. You can do it in a day, or you can do it, make an overnight out of it, uh, like we did. So, you know, long story short, on this one, we you know camped out again. We found a gr- Brad found a great spot. Um, for us to camp out we made camp had an amazing dinner probably one of the best things about it was we were sharing like everyone kind of busted out their best on this one and we were sharing meals ollie made his signature dish the kebabs i was bummed at first because we had to go do uh we had to go do some night shots yeah and we were gone till like i mean eight nine o'clock yeah so coming back i'm i'm looking around camp and everyone's eating i'm like shit i'm like we're late but as soon as i busted out the skewers the kebab (laughs) Suddenly, oh, everybody's yeah, appetite, appetite came back. Had, yeah, we all had second dinner. It yeah. was it was pretty awesome. So oh, check it out. It's Eric and Rob. Oh yeah, yeah paying yeah, us yeah. a little visit. Oh look at this. What's hey, up, guys? Dude? What's up? Yeah. Fashioning a belt out of this uh, this year webbing. Did we not bring any belts for 511? Did we not bring any belts? Sorry, bro. So this is Eric, um, American Overland from episode five, the right? Condo when we condoed the rig. He also went with us to Calico. And why don't you introduce yourself? I am Rob. I'm from VentureTheWild.com. Just a uh, a lowly traveler coming through. And Rob, he's not too low. He's actually really tall. He's actually really tall. He's he looks like a bouncer. Yeah. (laughs) A bouncer. He's been with us all week. That's Um, like when people tell me I'm like a um, I'm like a bail bondsman because I'm locating. You're kind of sort of yeah. I can see. So Rob, quick question. Quick question. What was your um What was your high point of like a memorable moment in the Bradshaw Trail? Memorable moment on the Bradshaw Trail for me was when we were uh, shooting those photos on the hillside with all the small lava rock. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And having to back down the trail was a little rough, too. That was, that was a memorable one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's right. You actually went up what looked like a full trail, only to find out that some rock slide had basically taken out. Covered the trail the in, entire like, trail. doll heads. Three-quarter trail. Yeah. Yeah. We're glad you didn't keep trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So it was it was cool though. You know, you get up there, you back down if you if you can't go any further, no big deal. But the uh, backdrop of that place was absolutely amazing. If you guys ever get a chance to uh, get out there for just all photos, you hit up that Bradshaw Trail towards the end. You know, if you're jumping in on the on the California side, you come all the way through towards the end of it when you're heading towards Arizona, and off to the side there, you'll find these these really cool rolling hills of lava rock and it's just a beautiful place to yeah. to hang and to shoot and and spend the night camping if you get fantastic the fantastic scenery yep and then eric we were just telling the story of calico um a little bit earlier on and we were talking about um 
doing those gatekeepers and all of the like the, the sliding and stacking rocks and trying to get out of there. And then you had your new suspension set up. The new long arms. Yeah. That was a perfect trail to test out uh, the new Terraflex long arms, the 38-inch Milestar tires with the Falcon 3.3s. Yeah. And, um, I think my biggest learning on that one, the Milestar tires, they operate at a lower PSI Yeah, we were talking about highway, that. And I should have thought to lower the PSI more on the trail. So normally my BFGs, I would run at 34 or 35 PSI on the highway. The Milestars seem happier at about 28 or 29. That's a pretty big difference. It is. And so off-road with the BFGs, I typically did about 17 PSI for an overland weight rig, and I had plenty of tire deformation on the rocks and plenty of comfort on the corrugated sections. On the Milestar, I think it's got a little bit more sidewall sturdiness. Um, it was not deforming at 17 PSI. Um, I think Ollie was running the trail closer to 12. Yeah. I think I'm going to take his recommendation and go down a few PSI and maybe try that trail again soon. That was cool. That's awesome. One of, one of the things that came up, we, we touched on it briefly, but you found some weak points or some areas of improvement, and then you broke a little something too, didn't you? I slid around that stock drive yes. shaft on some rocks, yes. and it looks like a blind person with a lathe <laughs> got after my rear drive shaft, and the drive home, it was a little bit vibrating over 65, and so I don't think I'm going to do any more like hard trails until I address these drive shafts, and yeah. I'm looking into the virtues of 1350s and the virtues of 1310s right now. Um, I know that 1350 is the go-to, especially with a 38-inch yeah. tire, but there is something to be said for having a repairable weak link. And considering, we talked about that too, yeah. Considering that the drive shaft is stuffed in between a differential planetary gear and a transfer case or transmission, right. I don't work on diff diffs on the trail and I don't work right. on transfer case on the trail, but if a universal joint was the weak point and needed replaced, I think I could carry a spare universal joint so I think there's a virtue to having a 1310 that might break at an easier point before the axle. Yeah, we talked about this on the way to Moab, so excellent point. Do you see why I hang out with this guy? I don't have to know anything. This guy knows everything. I'm That's just like, awesome. Uh, what did he just say? I, I like I like that he uses all like the technical terminology, like corrugated. I'm like, yeah, like the washboard bumpy road part. Yeah, like I just I love Eric. And it was super bumpy. Vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was rattling. My beer got foamy. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> no, I wouldn't drink and drive. I would never. That's 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 in bad taste. <laughs> Thanks bad, for swinging by, guys. You guys are rad. <laughs> all right, guys. You ha you have a good time. Good casting cool show we love it right we love listening to stuff so keep it up and we'll catch you guys soon thanks guys we'll get, uh, rob we'll get you back on the show yes. to kind of tell your story because it's quite an interesting one yeah so we really i think the it. listeners will like that a lot yep take awesome. care guys All right, gentlemen, my webbing belt has worked nice out. there you go <laughs> so good. you're overland I love AF, bro. these guys they're so awesome so on that note i think uh i think now it's time now it's time to pay the bills let's pay some bills all right guys so again we we've constantly find ourselves thanking them, but Casey is responsible for the amazing road trip up here. Right. Uh, for coordinating that with us at Five Eleven and making it a partnership, they they are always so great about sharing the love and sharing the um, the soapbox. And so we did this with them and couldn't have been happier. Um, they took care of us. They um, they took us out actually uh, for for meals when we got into town here in Flagstaff and. They, they got found us, us an amazing campsite. They got us an amazing campsite at Dogtown Lake, which we need to wow. cover. We will we'll, so come back to that place. Oh, my God. Like, I, we should talk about that, too, eventually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Casey Highlights, all of us run them. The lighting's great. I've never had any issues. Yeah. Uh, the, the rock lights that I installed that I talked about earlier, that was a really easy install. And I didn't even talk about the fact that I got the multi-function chase bar installed. Right. And, oh, we, my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm not going to dwell on it because we got to wrap this up, but, Wow. All I can say Such is, a great wow. piece, and it and it connects directly with all your factory settings, so brake lights, running lights, turn signals, and then if you wire it up, you also get the benefit of embers. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of positive positive uh, reasons to get that chase bar for yeah, sure. It's, it's it's gold in my opinion. Um, but in general, just just such a great company, fueled by family, fueled by a love for this industry, and we got we got the opportunity to hang out with them here at Expo and. They just love each other. They yeah. love each other and they love the people that represent them. And 
I don't know, man. You don't get that support from a lot of people. That's true. And it's great. That's true. They're they're, so, they're just a family to us at this point. Casey highlights, you know, their Gravity Pro 6 bar is just blowing up. Yeah. Check them out. If you find them at a show, hit them up at the show because uh, you, you'll get a decent deal. Right. And, of course, if you... Uh, if you slip on into our slide on into our DMs, right for rigged for dirt rigged or for dirt. Ollie or myself, yeah, K the Jeep or uh, Truck and Make Truck Face, we will be able to provide you with a little something, something yep. to make it a little easier to get you into these amazing lights. Yep, we'll make I don't sure know how long that's going to last for, but for now, for it's now, still on. we'll make sure you get taken care of as yep. long, for as long as we can. So, on 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 that note, thank you to them. Um, our next, you know, big supporter is of course Rigged Supply. Uh, they've Rigged been with supply. That's our IGD, our IGD supply.com. Yep. They've been with us since the beginning and we're super grateful to have them on board. Um, I just actually walked over a little bit, a little while ago. It got a really good up and close look of their ultra swing. Um, you know, on the, on various types of vehicles, they just fitted one on FJ and they were showing me pictures of that. Yep. That thing is so thought out. I mean, th you know, the details from the latching mechanism to the way the tire is mounted to, I mean, you know, if you ever get a chance to come across these guys at a show like this or at their shop in um, in Orange County, just five minutes of conversation, you know, understand why uh, the products they make are so successful. Yeah, the mentality and thought that went behind it. You know, and the experience. Luke and Luke and Jason are very passionate about the industry. Um, they're they're heavy into the into the, like the Tacoma space and the yeah. Toyota space in general, like the Forerunner. They got two beautiful rigs, shop rigs, um, but. But they're really like branching out into all kinds of rigs. Yeah, the ultra swing, all has kinds gone of platforms. On, yeah, the universal mount ultra swing has gone on to Subarus. It's gone on to yeah. uh, Explorers. I've seen it on so many different vehicles. So don't think that that's just a Toyota thing. Nope. Um, they they make specific fits, and then they make a universal fit that is incredibly good actually for them, universal. man. They they found they found a need, and yeah. they, so, they provided a product. So, so thanks to Rigged job. Supply, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone, to episode eleven. Uh, don't forget to follow us at riggedfordirt.com. Uh, hey, real quick. Yeah. Don't forget, big shout out to 511 Tactical for yep. making this happen. Like That's true. This That's was true. Uh, this was a major partnership, and they are definitely headfirst into the Overland community. So um, I've been with them for four and a half years, and this is the first time I'm seeing like us really get into this kind of you know uh, consumer kind of marketplace, basically. Like this, this Overland world where... They've never really like gone into it, but based off of all this positivity and this just it just makes sense. They've they've gone into it and we've got an amazing booth here and just so grateful for them to support me to come out uh, with the crew. Yep. So on that note, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed episode 11. Don't forget to check us out at riggedfordirt.com at riggedfordirt on Instagram. I am at Trucky McTruckface and I am Kate the Jeep. So if you're listening and you enjoyed it, don't forget also, if you're listening on an iTunes uh, product, to go ahead and give us a rating, drop a little message in there for us, or give us a five-star if you think we're worth it. And we'll have episode 12 also here from Overland Expo right, yeah. coming up uh, shortly. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you later. Take care, guys.